0: As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster.
1: Fucking Momo, what's the matter with you? Now watch this drive. All right, guys. Welcome back to episode number 18 of The Sesh Podcast. I am your host, Chris Mancuso, and letting you know that today's episode of The Sesh Podcast is brought to you by DeanBlendell.com. And today we have an awesome guest Uh, keeping things pretty interesting and uh, outside of the box lately. We're going to continue doing that. Um, Obviously, with the Pentagon's UFO disclosure stuff, we we touched on that. But we have a guy here locally, uh, well, a little local, uh, up the road here in Hamilton, Ontario, Robert Bork of Steel City Paranormal. Robert, how are you today, sir? I'm
0: fine, Chris. Thanks for having me, buddy.
1: No, it's awesome. Yeah, one of uh, one of my listeners actually listened to one of my podcasts and just said, like, "Hey, I know a guy who who digs into uh, who actually investigates uh, things that are paranormal. Would you have any interest in that?" And obviously, uh, being super interested in it myself, I mean, I don't know. I think he got the idea of it. I don't think I ever said I'm into it, but I think he could just tell what the type of person I was. So I was glad to get in contact with you, man. So first off. Welcome here. So Steel City Paranormal. For those people out here that don't know, obviously, I'm sure everyone pretty much knows what paranormal is, but why don't you just kind of take people through exactly what it is you do uh, with Steel City Paranormal and how it came to be?
0: Well, in short, I mean, we're trying to find absolute proof of the afterlife. I mean, that's a big question that everyone pretty much asks uh, throughout their life. When they lose somebody, there's always that big hole that's left over and you know, no matter how many people try and comfort you, there's, you can't get those answers that you need, right? There's always those questions. So I, uh, I, dealed, I dealt with my own losses and stuff throughout life and people that mm-hmm. I, I loved who had passed. And uh, the same thing, right? You're left with all those unanswered questions. And so I decided to do something about it and see if there actually was, you know, with all the, um, near-death experience people who, who have claims of, of crossing over and, mm-hmm. and it's just so interesting. And I mean, there's so many people, there's got to be something to it. So I started investigating on my own. And um, the first thing I realized is that the, the version we've been um, taught, I guess, since like for, for decades and decades through Hollywood and reality TV shows um, is a stigma that uh, unfortunately is completely backwards in my experience. Um, you know, if you watched anything on TV, it's, it's mostly dark and, and creepy. Yeah, like evil
1: spirits yeah. and exactly. uh, totally. things coming to haunt you and hurt you. Yeah, exactly. I know what you're saying.
0: Yeah, and it, it, it's too bad because in my experience over almost a decade now um, of investigating professionally, it's been completely the opposite. It's very loving, very welcoming. Um, it's, a, it's just an amazing, humbling experience. To be able to make contact with something on the other side. When I say something, I mean I don't have all the answers. I'm not egotistical. I wouldn't go there, but there's definitely something going on, and and I mean I have so much evidence to prove that, and uh, yeah. So so basically, I'm j- I just keep going. Yeah, and
1: even the pictures you sent me, uh, you sent me a photo of what clearly is the outline of like a shadow person from a warehouse in Hamilton. And I think you sent me the original, then the zoomed in. And I mean, that's as clear cut of a piece of evidence as I've ever seen because like, I mean, that's clearly the shadow of a woman. Like That's a female. You can even tell she has like just the way her body is in that shadow. That's a female outline or silhouette or whatever you want to call it shadow yeah, exactly. it's a female proportions that we would perceive as a female right it's it's yeah, shaped and, very feminine
0: yeah and what makes that picture like you don't know, know this because i just sent you the picture but i didn't give you the story behind the picture is that one of the reasons we were called in to investigate this warehouse is because the night shift crew were complaining that when they were stocking the shelves down that exact aisle where that shadow person is standing they were complaining that they were hearing a female voice when they're trying to stock the shelves. And sometimes even things would drop off the shelves. So to be able to catch that female shadow person directly down that exact aisle, I mean, that's class A stuff, right? Yeah. And
1: then especially when objects start to move now in your experience, now let's use the the girl in the warehouse, for example. Sure. So she's in there. What do you think she's trying to do? Is that like something, just communicate, just try to let people know she's there? Or is there like sometimes a different message behind what what, what they're trying to do in your experience? Because like, yeah, I mean, once stuff starts falling off of shelves and the fact that you caught that photo in that exact aisle is pretty pretty remarkable.
0: It is, uh, but that opens up so many questions and that's when you start going down the rabbit hole. Because who is this person for one? Or even what is this person? Because mm-hmm. you could be dealing with not just somebody who's crossed over. You could be dealing with interdimensional people. You could be like shadow shadow. That's so are, awesome. What, what are said. shadow people, right?
1: Yeah. And um, that's the thing, right? And we're in this age now where there's so much technology and so much of life itself is unexplained. And you just said interdimensional. I mean, that's yeah, true. like the the world, the way that you look at it, it is like, I mean, we're in demand, like there's dimensions, right? So, I mean, and I've even heard from people and I know you said it to me as well. But when I started doing a little research on my own this weekend is that sometimes you'll be in a place and you'll be thinking you're looking for someone trying to reach out to you. And you can legitimately hear someone having a conversation about needing to like go get the mail yeah yeah, exactly random stuff like that that you didn't even ask them so that leaves like the other dimension and maybe um and we'll get into the equipment you're using and and Mm -hmm. we'll we'll break that down too but maybe the equipment is able to to put those frequencies out to catch the audio or the audio waves from those other dimensions that's a very that's a very plausible it's a scientific possibility it it that's is. what's crazy with how far uh, all these advancements have gone 20 years ago people would have thought we were uh, we were insane and maybe we even locked us up but with all the science now and i mean that's absolutely 110 percent possible
0: yeah because like like you just said with with the coming of the new sciences not the newtonian stuff that we grew up on but with with quantum physics and string theory and stuff like that we're starting to understand the universe in a totally different way and the possibilities that are out there are just endless and, yeah, You know, so, so that opens up a whole can of worms on exactly what the heck are we actually catching when we're investigating? Because if you, if you go by what we're taught on TV, there's two kinds of, two kinds of hauntings. There's either, it's either intelligent or it's residual. So anything that they can't explain. And like I was telling you, sometimes I'm investigating and I'll, I'll be having a conversation with somebody that I'm investigating with. And when I listen back on my voice recorders, there's a voice that comes in that has absolutely nothing to do with the conversation that's going on around us. Now on TV, they put that in a box as being residual because it's not confirming anything that you're talking about. But in my viewpoint, I go broader than that residual could be just things that we don't understand. Like the voice could be not of somebody who's passed on, but we could actually be, delving into a a little tear a little you know I don't know what to call it exactly but you know we could be hearing voices that are coming over like a ripple effect from all Mm -hmm. the the EMF and uh, all those signals that we're putting through the atmosphere now and that we're surrounded by with wi-fi and especially now with the coming of the 5g 5G, yeah 5g
1: networks yeah
0: like what what are we doing to the planet because the planet has its own frequency as well and yeah. We- and
1: you got to worry because everything on our entire planet runs on a frequency. I mean, exactly. the and so disruption of that. Even yeah. people are chemicals, right? Like yeah. we're all made up of chemicals. Exactly. So you got to watch because I mean, I know it's people out there, all the 5G crazies, the 5G crazies, and I'm not going to ever sit here. I don't know if 5G caused, there's people that think it caused coronavirus. But what I worry about is just how it's going to affect our brains. Like our brain yeah. is just a chemical compound.
0: Yes. What, in short, what I was trying to say is that, like, what if the residual stuff that we're putting in a box isn't actually residual? What if it's an, a, a voice coming from another dimension, for instance, that we're having to catch on a little, a little piece of? or You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. Like you said, the quantum physics and that, and with people, you know, they basically know you can bend. Oh, you yeah. can bend space and time, right? You, you can bend, bend yeah. it. You can. So, mm-hmm. if, I mean, with all the scientific researchers out there, people have been working on this since, you know, I mean, the, like it or not, after World War II, the yeah. United States government took all those super smart Nazi scientists oh, yeah. and just yeah. basically put them to work in NASA, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, with all, the, uh, with all the technolo- technolo- uh, technological advancements, Over the last, I mean, just look at the last decade. Look at how much the world's changed in the last 10 years. Oh, yeah. What are things going to look like in 20 years? We saw the Pentagon show a video, um, confirm three videos of unidentified flying objects. It doesn't mean that they came from space or they're aliens, but they did admit that we don't know what these are. These aren't to any other country's intelligence. They know what Russia has. They know what China has. So we're coming into the information age where people are going to be more open to things like disclosure of aliens and... uh, either either the possibility of like you said interdimensional uh beings or just actually when you cross over maybe maybe our life is just like an energy force that stays on the planet who knows right i mean that's why you do what you do but now i want to get in a little bit about like how an investigation takes place so what would you do right now i call you i say hey robert my house uh my basement right now. I, I keep hearing a banging and, and and a female's voice at two o'clock in the morning. That seems to <laughs> be the time it happens. What yeah. would you then do, and what's the timeline of uh, from start to finish of like an investigation into something like that?
0: Well, my my the first the very first thing I would do is uh, contact my historical researcher. I would um, spend we spend at least two weeks of doing research before we even start an investigation. The research is crucial. Um, I know a lot of people like the thrill seek when they're doing paranormal stuff and you know, it's fun in that way, but if you're in it for absolute truth, um, the research is key because the paranormal, what I've, it's all about layers. Um, what you're hearing might not be directly associated to you, but maybe somebody from the past, somebody that lived in that house before that was sick, that passed away, or even 150 years ago on that land where your house is now. Could have been an old farmhouse from, you know, the pioneer days and stuff. So unless you do your research and narrow things down a little bit, so as to who you're actually looking for, um, the research is key. So while we're researching, um, I would actually set up a meeting face to face with you. I would go, um, I would bring a little bit of equipment with me during the interview so I could sit down and get your stories, your feelings, what's going on at at, at the place, like in, in your eyes. Um, and then, so that would give me your, your truth as, as to what's going on. Then I would have my historical researchers papers to go along with that. So then when we go into research or to do the investigation, sorry, any evidence that we find, it's kind of like going to the horse races. You're looking for the trifecta. And so, so if I can get a piece of evidence during, during the night that actually coincides with what you told me and what my historical researcher can actually prove on paper plus the evidence that's your trifecta that's what you're looking for that's your proof that's a hundred percent undeniable so you want to connect those dots you know to to find an orb flying around or something it's all Mm -hmm. cool but it doesn't give you any answers so looking for you know the, the the true true um proof of of the afterlife is what i'm after
1: yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah, and it's and really usually takes stuff. yeah,
0: it usually takes me at least a month to a month and a half to finish an investigation.
1: Well, yeah, like for example, to catch the photo that you caught in that warehouse that we yeah. were speaking on, um, you have to actually set a camera and it just films all night. So now when you do that, now is this something you have to break down essentially every frame right you take that video frame by frame which is hours and hours long which in turn takes you days and days i would yeah i
0: usually i usually end up with about anywhere between 50 to 80 hours of audio video footage to go through
1: and that you have to go by basically millisecond by (laughs) second yeah Yeah,
0: every second of it because you never know when something's gonna happen yeah
1: wow that's really interesting stuff now as far as the equipment goes take us through what exactly you use and what each piece of technology is and like who makes it for you or where do you get this kind of stuff? How does someone go in there with the like EM, is it EMF? Yeah. yeah. EMF reader and things like that. Is, is that kind of the, the thing you use and like, well just take us through the equipment, I guess, and the, the science into it.
0: Well, your basic equipment obviously is, is just your cameras, your IR cameras and your voice recorders. I mean, if for anybody that's starting this, that's, that's your two most, common pieces of equipment. Um, we set up still cameras in the places where um, the, uh, the client says that there's things happening and we'll set up uh, still cameras all over the house because you can't be everywhere at the same time and you never know when things are going to happen. So it's nice to have those still cameras sitting yep. and then we carry around handheld cameras as well as we're investigating. Um, voice recorders are placed throughout the house or the place of business. Uh, in different locations so that we don't miss out on anything. But then you get into the more specific kind of scientific parts of the equipment. And like you're delving into the EMF detectors and the spirit boxes and um, grid lights and just all kinds of different, what you're trying to do is because the spirit world, according to the paranormal, is we're, we're, we're all made of energy. So when we transfer over to the other side, we still remain energy. I mean, it's been proven scientifically that energy can't die. So if our bodies are energy, our souls, our life force, whatever you want to call it, if, mm-hmm. if that part of us is energy, when our bodies get too old and, and we die, the energy has to go somewhere. So if we're rejoining the universe, which is made of energy, then the possibilities become endless. So when I'm investigating, I'm using energy as a means of contact. And so I'll set up different pieces of equipment that detect emf for instance Mm -hmm. because if the spirits are energy um there's there's a basic emf field in any room that you are it's all over the planet yeah so the equipment that i use reads the room and it gives a kind of a baseline as to what the normal emf field is in that room now if i'm trying to contact a spirit who is also energy comes into that room it disrupts disrupts the the electromagnetic field within the room and Mm -hmm. the detector will actually go off because it knows something's interfering with the signal. So that gives me kind of a clue that, okay, something's here.
1: Gotcha. Now, how do you, now with those kind of equipments, how do you know that you're getting rid of like all the false positives? Because I know with, when you're dealing with like electric magnetical fields and stuff like that, sometimes things can set these things off and like other parts exactly. of the equipment so they have to actually be specifically engineered if i'm not mistaken
0: yes be, um, a, a lot of that does like if you're too close to an outlet or too close to a, an appliance mm-hmm. anything and plus your own modems and routers and stuff that you have in your house they all give off emf fields
1: now so is that something you'll unplug when you're doing an investigation like someone's in their house you would unplug their internet you would unplug your... no i
0: would just i would just make sure that i'm away from the signal enough to know that it's not interfering with my equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I, when I do my, my initial interview, that's one thing I do. I do a walkthrough through the house, and I find yep. all the spots that are giving off EMF naturally. Okay. And so I know exactly if, if I'm walking around that night, and I, I turn this corner, and I get a hit, I know it's because there's electrical behind that wall, for instance. Yeah. So I'm not going to get thrown off and waste my time talking to a wall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Now, like so, you said, um, I, I do want to get into, you said Hollywood. Yeah. Gives off this bad stigma of paranormal, yep. you know, the paranormal activities. It's all blood, gore, yep. violence. Yep. Now, 95% of it is that 5% are like happy, like the angels behind are helping you. Now, yep. you say in reality, it's definitely the opposite. Now, have you ever encountered something that's not necessarily a nice energy field or person? Or I have.
0: I have. But you you got to take things into perspective. Anything that's negative doesn't mean it's demonic. Um, there are good people who die every day that are negative no well that just if if you're going home from work one day and you're you're just you can't wait to get home just to see the kids you had a crappy day you just want to get home see your wife see the kids just refocus and boom out of nowhere this guy freaking t-bones you because he's drinking and driving or something and you're gone now
1: right so that's gonna 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 be
0: you're gonna be seriously pissed. pissed off because all you wanted to do was go home. So if you're going over to the other side and you're holding on to that negativity and you're pissed off, you're giving off negative energy. Correct. So, you know what I mean? So a lot of times when people are reading negative energy in a, in a location, it doesn't mean it's demonic. It just means that person could have died un, uh, suddenly or something, mm-hmm. unexpectedly, and they're carrying this anger because they have unfinished business.
1: Yeah, and, and it's unfair too, right? I mean, a situation it, it, like that is super unfair. So of course you're going to carry that energy. Uh, yeah,
0: and they're trying to communicate with you, but you're not listening because you don't have the equipment to listen to them, for instance. Correct. So they get more frustrated, which gives off more negative energy. So that's just an example of, of negative doesn't mean demonic. Um, but going back to your question, yes, I have been in, at one location in, in particular that we did um, in Norfolk County. Uh, I can't give the location just for privacy reasons. Yeah, no problem. But um, there was something in that home that I just, I cannot wrap my head around it to me. uh, I I don't want to say it wasn't human, but I've, I have evidence of a sound from the basement that I, a vocal sound that to me sounds more animal than, than human. Really? Yeah. And I cannot, I, I can't even venture to guess what it is. All I know is, like, I, I, I can't explain it. It didn't belong there. Uh, and it, in fact, it came from one room where the lady that called me in was actually being physically attacked in that room. Wow. So to catch this growly vocal sound coming out of that room that, in my opinion, sounds more, I, I'm serious, it sounds more animal than it does human is kind of is kind of creepy.
1: That's super it's, creepy because then it's like is that like a cat or something that died like I, like a, yeah, like a I, demonic I, tiger? Or something? Yeah,
0: yeah, I just like, it, 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 again it makes you sit back and go what the hell are we dealing with sometimes on the other side? Like what are we tapping into?
1: Yeah, exactly. And that can, and that can be
0: scary too for yourself as an investigator. You have to you have to be on your toes and Because you never know what the hell you're dealing with.
1: Well, yeah. And then you hear so many stories of things can like attach to you, right? Or take a liking to your energy. Yeah, I call them hitchhikers. Yeah, hitchhikers. Exactly. And that's that's something that I'm sure you don't always want to be bringing home. Have you ever brought something home from an investigation?
0: Thankfully not. But I do do protect myself going in.
1: How do you protect yourself from something like that?
0: Um, I try and carry um, stones on me that uh, repel negative energy. I also have a pendant that I wear that's been blessed. Uh, it's got an Archangel Michael on it on one side. And on the opposite side, it has a Norse protection uh, prayer. Cool. So it's all these things that I, I, I carry on me at all times, especially when I'm
1: investigating. Now, how did you know to like carry something like that? Now, is that just something that you choose to do to keep the energy high? Or is that something well, that, like in your research found people have? better success of stopping that kind of thing
0: well in doing this i when i when i started delving into the paranormal and stuff and realizing um there's a lot of spiritual stuff that goes along with this um and so i i actually took two years of psychic spiritual classes oh nice yeah so i have a basic class that i took and then i took an intermediate class as well just to get to learn about again spirituality is all about energy Um, you know, you're, when they talk about chakras and you're, you know, all this stuff when you, yeah. medit- when you meditate, you're trying to higher your vibrations or not. What they're talking about is energy.
1: Yeah. and No, it's all energy, man. And yeah. I'll tell you, I, I used to be a very negative person. Um, I used to always just feel like life was kicking me or this and that yeah, and yeah. my son has autism. It's just, you, you, go down this, down this hill of negativity. Right. And then yeah. I met my fiance now and she was really into meditation and there was a girl um, like a meditation lady here in my, in my town. And I started going and yep. man, I meditate five days a week. It, it's I, amazing. I, I, it changes your whole mindset. And it when does. you're, and when you go to that positive energy and just trying to take each day and doing exactly what you can to make the best decision, like yeah. it, it changes the course of your entire life. Like it, it, it does, it does. It did man. it did. I'm living proof of it right now. I mean, I only started doing this Just over a year ago and just from when I changed Myself started meditating, and just the way that all this has come for me personally yeah. um, in a short amount of time has been incredible. And I'm super grateful to that. And uh, yep. like meditation and positive energy, I mean, I owe it all to that, seriously. Yep. And I mean, yep. people can think of that what they want, but and don't knock it until you try it. Exactly. I, would, I would have yeah. knocked that. I would have been like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sit there with my legs crossed and deep, <laughs> yeah. deep breathe, like, and then pretend I'm on Mount Fiji yep. smoking yep. peyote with hippies or something. You know, I would have had that negative attitude. And now I'm like, bring me to the top. Up of Mount Fiji yes. with some fucking peyotes and the hippie and let's fucking exactly. meditate for fucking four days. Like I love it, man. I'm yes. just so at peace when you bring that realm into it too. So that's really cool. Now yes. have you ever done any sort of overnight where you've stayed in a place or anything like that? Like, do you have uh, to do that?
0: Um, most of them, well, it depends on the client, right? When I'm doing residential stuff, I, I hate to kick them out of their house for too long. So I, I'll, I'll usually start around nine ten o'clock at night um and then we'll run as long as the client wants us to stay like i'll stay till four or five o'clock in the morning uh depending on the client um if it's a place of business it's usually a little bit a little bit easier because nobody has to go to bed there right so i can mm. kind of stay as as long as i want but uh it, at, at minimum i would say an investigations, at least six hours
1: yeah so now yeah what kind of people are reaching out to you mostly is it residential or is it business like i know like City's own old historical buildings, and yeah, yeah. you get shit like that, or is I get, it more? I
0: a, yeah, I, I get a big mixed bag of tricks on it. I I honestly started the business because of the residential part. I wanted to give people a place to reach out, somebody they could trust, somebody who's who'd be honest with them, and and do the research again, and and, and you know be truthful and and try and find the absolute proof for them, um, and also to give them just it, it's kind of therapeutic. When I'm sitting with them, they don't know me. And they're opening up and telling me things that, you know, they wouldn't probably tell their neighbors or even some family members. So I, I, I really take that to heart. They're really opening up to me personally. And so I, I really wanted to start the business to do residential stuff. But then word got out and I started uh, other people from, you know, historic places. And like right now I'm doing a, a stint with um, the Brant Historical Society. They had me wanting to do a, a few locations for them. Because of the COVID thing now I'm kinda of stuck, but I did do one location before the, the, the pandemic hit and I'm waiting to do another one after it uh it relieves itself or whatever and I can get back out of the house. But yeah. um yeah, it it Great. really it really mixes it really and they're all interesting. I mean Yeah. There's no such thing as a, a boring investigation, that's for sure.
1: No, because even if you rule it out, I mean it's a success, right? In the sense that like you're yes. ruling it out for them that hey, there's nothing here. It might yeah. just be some You know, it just might be an old house. It's creaky, whatever, whatever the case may be. Right.
0: Yeah. My number one job is, is to debunk anything. That's my number one priority is to try and find peace of mind for the people who live there. And if I can prove it's not paranormal, then, you know, hippie guy, because it makes their life a hell of a lot easier.
1: Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Because I, I, you know, when I find paranormal stuff in a place, I'm kind of 50 50 on how to approach it with them because um, I, I get to go home at the end of the day. They don't.
1: True. You they, have I mean? the, they have yeah. to stay in they have to stay where everything is to it. And <laughs> what's have- it like when like you definitely can tell like, okay, you have something here, like there's something going on here. You've you're in someone's residence. There's a there's a spirit or whatever, some sort of energy there. It's causing some bangs, crashes, whatever, it's freaking them out. When you find that out, what's like the next step?
0: Well, the, the, the last thing I do. Are you do into like
1: the saging and stuff like that? Or do you not get I, rid of anything, like I, anything?
0: I can reach. I never leave anything unfinished. I, never. That's, that's, that's proof. Like when you watch the Hollywood stuff, again, it, it's unfinished business. And I hate that. It, it's one thing to go into a place and say, yeah, you have spirits here. I'll see you next week on a new show. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that you, that, that's not finished. You have to help these people out. And depending on what they want, I'll give you an example. We did, we did a place here up on the mountain, um, and a retired couple. Um, again, I can't tell you the place cause it's private. No, no,
1: problem, not, of course. But,
0: um, we found at least six different spirits in that house. They had been in this place for 35 years. Um, uh, we found evidence of two children, male and female adults, Um, We had voices that we couldn't identify. And when I went back, the last thing I do during an investigation is I put everything onto a flash drive. I clip everything down, edit it, put it on a flash drive, and then I go sit with them. And we go over every single piece of evidence. And one of the voices that I played, I played it, and the gentleman sitting across from me started to welt up. And he said, can you play that again for me? And so I played it again. And he said, oh, my God. He said, that's my best friend. He said he actually is here. And that, that was one of the reasons why he called me in, because he thought his best friend was coming to visit him. Now, I've never met his best friend. I don't know who he is, right? I can't make this stuff no. up. So I play this piece for him, and he starts welting up. And that stuff is priceless.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, what, it's even just to see that reaction. Yeah, exactly. just to see That makes reaction. it all worth it for you oh, in the cool. end, I'm sure, right? Yeah,
0: and even with all the evidence that we showed him, with the proof of the children, Uh, There was a female adult, and then there was a male adult, and then his best friend also mixed in there. Awesome. Um, I asked, what do you want to do? And I said, I can get somebody in here, and we can try and do a clearing and try and get them to cross over. And they said, absolutely not. So we've been living with this for almost thirty-five years, and if they were gone, it would be so boring. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm just sitting yeah. across the table looking. My my like, old hey. goddamn
1: kids won't yeah. visit me. My grandkids are too busy playing fucking PlayStation. Yeah. Leave the spirits here. I it's love weird. that. Like That's he used hilarious. to get.
0: He had a heart attack when. Well, this is going back. It'd probably be like seven years now, but he had had a heart attack, and part of his uh, recovery program was to go to the gym every morning to do some physio. And every morning, he said, when he grabbed for that friggin' doorknob to go out, he would hear a child's voice say, bye. And then when he came home, they would greet him again and, hi. Like the kids are waiting for him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's, yeah. Like, so like, it's like they got like their own, their own family going <laughs> yeah, on.
0: They got their own little spirit yeah. family. I'm thinking, holy crap, this is crazy.
1: Yeah. yeah but again, yeah, it's pretty wicked. Man.
0: It all depends on the individual, right? Some people can handle it and some people can't
1: yeah man it 's awesome and it 's funny because we do like some with this podcast we were planning on doing some uh some video content, but the covid stuff uh screws that all up too man so if it you're does, ever yeah. uh, you know maybe once this is all done, we can kind of get a video insight into what you do oh yeah it's, yeah it's absolutely astonishing yeah, so, and I'm so interested in it, man like I could yeah. sit here and talk about this stuff all day because the, like you just said, the possibilities and the I mean, it goes to every road. Like, we've, we, like you could talk about paranormal life after death. You could talk about, yep. uh, like, spirits and energy. You can talk about different dimensions. Yeah, and,
0: there's so you know, much involved so in this.
1: many yeah. forks in the paranormal road that lead you to so many different conclusions. Like, yeah, and, and like, going
0: back to the spiritual stuff, I mean, the Dalai Lama himself, who is the most spiritual leader on the entire planet, he was quoted in a, as saying, and this is an actual quote from him, he said spirituality without quantum physics is an incomplete picture of reality.
1: It's Very true.
0: Uh, this is coming from the most spiritual leader on the planet and he gets it. He knows that without science and spirituality joining hands together, you're not going to figure this shit out.
1: No, exactly. And you can't just sit and think that there's one guy in the sky yeah. controlling the buttons.
0: It's like- time. It's time to take the ego out of science and religion and you Just know? start
1: looking for the actual science uh, for everything that adds up and start yeah, looking for yeah. the actual answers. <clears throat> I mean, there's people that are so, and listen, I don't disrespect anyone's religion. Oh, I don't I, either. I come yeah. from a religion, like, I have yeah. a Catholics in my family, and that's all cool, and they, yeah, they so practice, and, and that's awesome, man. Like, I, I, I completely respect that. Yeah. But I am much more likely to listen to someone uh, like the Dalai Lama who gives you a quote like that. That's like, yeah. hey, w- w- without the actual science. Yeah. Um, we're not going to ever get the 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 like the the answer of why we're here is out there it's it, oh, it, yeah. there is a reason for everything that we see around us yeah, yeah. Um, you know and for <laughs> the best descri- the the best uh, description for quantum si- uh, physics is just like the nature of particles that make up matter and the forces of which they interact right yeah, so, yeah. like it's just basically underlining how atoms work and uh, just why chemistry and biology work as they do, and why everything is based on our whole being is chemistry, chemistry and biology, right? Yeah, I mean, going quantum back, mechanics, is... quantum mechanics, quantum physics—it's yeah. all super out of my out of my league, but yeah. like, it's super something that I personally like. Love, oh, love to it. dive into and and and, yeah. and just try to sponge up as much of it as possible sometimes you've got to watch the same thing a couple times over like even doing this i watch the same video twice just to kind of uh get a grasp on it because i'm like yeah. i don't know much about quantum physics <laughs> when you're no. talking paranormal with someone uh who's a professional you're gonna it's gonna come up it's, yeah, it's impossible yeah. right so that's why i like doing this podcast too is it's really educational for me personally and uh robert i appreciate your time coming through today man and like i said we're gonna be doing some video stuff i'd love to come along on one of these things and if you ever want to uh especially that animal noise audio thing like if, <laughs> yeah. if you can send that over man i won't share it if you don't want me to share it but i want oh, no, to hear what that sounds like uh yeah, yeah, and should. anything else man it, it's really cool uh before we uh end this though i want to just uh have you let people know where they can find you maybe somebody listening to this has had some weird shit going on in their house and they might want to reach out to you after where where can we find uh steel city paranormal
0: yeah i have a website steelcityparanormal.com um i also have a facebook page and an instagram page i try to make myself as visible as possible um and if anyone just wants to reach out to me just to ask questions i'm I'm here Um, i'm I'm in this to help people i really am um i take a very down-to-earth approach to everything and a very scientific and respectful approach to it and uh, i people really you know they really love that about me so I'm, I'm you know trying to keep the ego out of this stuff and it's not about fame and fortune it's about trying to find the truth so if anybody wants to contact me i'm here
1: awesome well robert we'll definitely be in contact again soon um and like i said once this is all done man i, I would love to come and and just see how you I'll, set I'll it take, up and, and you know end- what
0: I'll, I'll give you a shout i have i have um a really big, investigation coming up soon, Uh, probably in May, as long as this whole COVID thing lightens up. um, I'll I'll give you a shout, maybe get you to come along as a as a member of the team
1: yeah man, i would love that i would absolutely yeah. love to I'll, do I'll that. i'll give
0: you some on the job training
1: <laughs> yeah man I, I, i'm a sponge i will be there for the yeah. investigation let me know the date man and i will come up and um, we'll spend a night and we'll we'll find uh, we'll find the answers for some people okay. robert i appreciate go. it so much man no worries Great talking to you and like i said i'll probably be reaching out to you personally just like you told everybody yep. with some questions man because this was one of the best uh times i've had doing this podcast this okay. is right up my alley but uh, if
0: you want to do it it's again fun. i'm here <laughs> absolutely <laughs> man always, yeah yeah, yeah no, we'll set it always up. do a part two yeah
1: yeah we will do a part two i promise <laughs> you that buddy we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about it off air but guys thank you so much for tuning into the sesh podcast with chris mancuso presented by deanblendell.com this has been episode 18 take care and stay safe everyone